Hello, I'm Will, and this is my wife, Dallas. Hi! And this is Not the Beginning, the podcast where a longtime Wheel of Time fan and a Wheel of Time newbie read through each of the 14 books in this long series. Warning, this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences and will contain spoilers. If you've not read Robert Jordan's The Dragon Reborn, please proceed with caution. And one of them carries a ring I have heard of as a boy, the ring of the Malkyrie Kings. They rode with the Shinarans against the Aiel in my father's time. They were good in the dance of the spears, but Malkir fell to the blight. It is said only a child king survived, and he courts the death that took his land as other men court beautiful women. On this episode of Not the Beginning, we will be diving in and discussing chapters 36 to 40 of The Dragon Reborn. Note, I have not read past chapter 40, and Will is going to do his best not to bring anything from the rest of The Dragon Reborn or the next 11 books in during our discussion. So as long as you've read through chapter 40, you should be good. If you haven't, I recommend pausing here and going to read them. Chapter summaries from dragonmount.com. Perrin enters the wolf dream, where Hopper appears and guides him to a meeting between Baalzaman and Lanfear. Perrin then meets Rand, who almost kills him. He wakes and tells Moraine of the dream. Elsewhere, Rand wakes and finds himself surrounded by dark friends, who he kills. Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve travel downriver, posing as Aes Sedai. Egwene has many prophetic dreams, most of which she doesn't understand. Their ship runs aground, and Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve decide to walk to the next river port. Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve meet Avienda, an Aiel maiden of the spear, who asks them to heal her cousin Dylan. Maidens Bane and Chiad jibe Avienda about her refusal to go to Roidium. Nynaeve works up a temper so she can heal Dylan. Avienda explains to Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve that they are searching for he who comes with the dawn, who they believe is the child of a maiden of the spear. After taking their leave, Egwene, Elaine, and Nynaeve are kidnapped by bandits, who attempt to sell them to Murdral. Aiel, summoned by Avienda and led by Ruark, a clan chief, deal with the bandits, and Nynaeve balefires the Murdral. Dylan dies in the conflict. Matt and Tom arrive at the refugee-packed town of Arangil, where they rescue former Illuminator Aludra from the guild's hunters. Aludra gives Matt a roll of fireworks in gratitude. Okay, we are definitely nearing the end of the book, and it kind of feels like it. Yeah, a lot of stuff's happening. And you can kind of tell that they're all being driven towards the same place. Except for Matt, who's just kind of off doing his own thing. Yeah, Matt's just off. And Min, we haven't heard from Min since the beginning of the book. We haven't, but she's not a main character. Yeah, but, you know, kind of a starting... A little bit. But we haven't had this many perspectives in a section for a while. Not since, like, early chapters. Yeah, we've got a lot <laughs> going on. Well, yeah, we've got a lot going on, because we've got Perrin. I don't count Rand. He'll be any... <laughs> he hasn't had... A POV longer than a page. No. Really? It's just like this a, one was this one was a couple pages, but like Yeah. The Rand stuff is like Rand still exists. He's still doing stuff. Don't don't worry about him not doing stuff. Worry about him. Yes. Because man's having a bad time, but we can just talk about him real quick because I have two lines again. <laughs> um when we get to talking about Perrin, he encounters Rand in a dream. Yep. And Per and Rand realizes that that was actually Perrin in the dream, that he almost killed him. Yep. And then he kills a merchant and a bunch of guards and then makes their corpses kneel and steals a horse. Yeah, that's not normal. I worry if you think that's normal. <laughs> no, it is not normal. I think... And there is... He, the merchant just walks up and is like, hey, can we share your campfire? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he slaughters all of them. Like, there's summons no... a sword and kills them more instantly. Yeah, there's no 
information about who they are. Presumably they're innocent. I think... Except in the summary, they... They're definitely dark friends. They're dark friends, but we don't get that bit of information before he kills them. We At don't least it's not made obvious. I think, and I don't know that it was... I mean, if you didn't think it was clear, it probably wasn't done particularly well. But I think the dream... That Perrin, because Perrin, when he sees Rand in the dream, is like Rand's being hunted. Like he knows that Rand is being hunted, that people are following him. And I think that's why Rand is so suspicious of random people. And it's often right. He's Taviran. Random people aren't just going to find him unless they're important somehow. Still, that is not made clear at all. No. And so from just the, oh, I'm just reading a book. And it he could slaughters be. 13 people and then makes their corpses kneel. He yep. makes a bunch of beheaded corpses kneel. Yeah, he's clearly growing in power, just not in control. He's losing. He's it. growing in insanity. Well, he is a man who can channel. He is. Did not think he'd go crazy this quickly. Uh, we have. It's an interesting We time. have 11 more books. It's 11. It gets real weird. This is, even for the rest of it, a little out of character for Rand. I think some of it might be that we're not in his head, and so it could be that he knew that they were following him, and so, but we only see the action. Yeah, and there's no, not even a line of, oh, these are the people that have been following me. I'm going to kill him now, because you're in his head when he kills them. It's not like someone's watching him. Right. So you are in his head for that one line. Yep. That's all I'm asking for. One line. That's fair. So that Rand's not a serial killer or no not a serial killer because it has to be separate as he's a mass murderer well he goes on a spree he has the soul of a world ending person he slaughters a bundle for seeming seemingly seemingly no yeah i mean he's right about it they're dark friends but that's not made clear after either i got that from the summary it's i thought it was no. more clear after no. than it was before if i had continued reading and i hadn't said anything to you i would not have gotten any information about him being them being dark friends there is no information at least in this section Fair. I don't know if there is. There probably is a reference to him being like, yeah, I killed some dark friends. Like, like, not right now. This is so, so back at the beginning of the book, I was like, Rand gets weird, right? This is, this is the exact incident I was referring to. This isn't weird. This is murderous. Yeah, this but is I couldn't straight say, up bad. but I couldn't say he gets murderous and bad. I had to say he gets weird because it is weird. It just is also murderous and bad. It's I, weird implies some sort of whimsy and there is no whimsy. <laughs> I guess that's fair. I don't think weird implies whimsy, but fair. Especially the way you said it. You're like, Rand gets weird, as if it was charming. <laughs> as if as if there was, as if he was, he's a little odd. He's a little weird. Gotta keep, gotta keep you on your toes. And in like a whimsical, like a charming sort of way. Not like a, he's fucking weird, man, kind of way. There's a difference. There's a difference there between a difference. he's weird and he's weird. He gets better. And not that it's hard to get better from this. Gonna be easy to get worse, though. Yes. Does he get, I don't know if if he gets worse. That, he that peaks, might be spoilers if, if I confirm yes or no. If too. he peaks at book three, though, that's yeah. it's just lending me to the this bookard. <laughs> and that is not in a whimsical way. No. That is no. not that is not weird affectionate. That is weird derogatory. Yeah. So the parent stuff precedes the Rand stuff, though. Let's... Which is also odd. Yes, but it's dream world odd. Yeah. Which, like, I feel like at this point we've kind of come to expect oddities in the dream world. It's strange. Yeah. Abnormal. Right, but it it's supposed to be. Yeah. <clears throat> so Perrin does some dream exploring. Yeah, Hopper leads him places. And he knows that it's actually Hopper. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yes, you are Hopper. Why are you here? I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. That's what we do. Wolves do this. 
okay. Uh, he kind of hops around a little bit like uh, Elaine was doing before in Teleron Riyadh. By Elaine, do you mean Egwene? Yes, I do mean Egwene. <laughs> Their names are so goddamn similar. I know. Why did he do this? <sighs> Listen. Anyway, uh, he... Uh, I also have a thing about names later, but we can talk about that when we get to POV. jumping around. Hopper's kind of taken him places. He overhears a conversation between Balsamon and Lanfear. Well, before that, he sees Balsamon with a group of people. Yes. And Balsamon yells at a man for letting the boy, Matt, <laughs> leave Tarvalin, and then kills him. Side note, I don't know if Timothy Chalamet would make an awful Matt or a great Matt, but it's one of the two. Oh, I can totally see it, though. Right. I, would that be good or bad? I don't know. I don't know. Like, there are bits of Matt that he would do really well. There are bits of Matt he's that he would do little, so awful. He's got the charming shit that you're like, why is? Why do I like you? Why do we like Timothy Chalamet? He's not that good looking, <laughs> but he's also Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's a good Paul Atreides. He's also just would, Does that mean that he would make a better Rand than Matt? No, he'd, he'd be Matt, because he's got, like, the weird... Matt has vibes of, like... Are you a drunk or a drug addict? Because, like, in my head, he's just, like, spindly and, like, awkward, but, like, also has all this luck and probably does well with women. So you're like, why do you, why, why? Yeah. And Timothy Chalamet has those vibes. A little bit. But that's kind of all he has that he shares with Matt. Like, he would do, like I said, he would do some things really well, but he would also do other things really badly. I don't know. This is not a Timothy Chalamet appreciation podcast. No. I don't even know if I appreciate Timothy Chalamet. I don't, like, dislike him. Why are we still talking about (laughs) the boy? (laughs) Why did you come up with Timothy Chalamet to begin with? Because there's that John Mulaney bit. (laughs) The boy. (laughs) Rip their marriage. Anyway, (laughs) the boy escapes. child. (laughs) Yes. He does. This is also not a John Mulaney podcast. Um, the boy escapes Tarvalin and Balsamon's mad and he just like incinerates a dude in the dream world. He's just like, just because it's a dream doesn't make it not real. Kind of the evil version Why? of Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> this is like... Only here we know that if you die here, you're dead in the real world. Yeah. Bad times. Bad times. So that dude didn't wake up. No, he did not. And yeah. And then we hear a conversation with Balsam Fear. Yeah. Who... And Lanfear is not scared at all of the Dark One. No, she... She's a little ballsy. I kind of like her. Just a little bit. Like... She's that bitch. Yeah, she's that bitch. I kind (laughs) of... I don't want to say I'm rooting for her, but like... I want her to stick around for 11 more books. I think we need Lanfear. Like... Okay. Like, I don't want her to win, but like, because, you know, she's evil. But also, I feel like Balsamon needs to get taken down a peg. And so <laughs> Lanfear's kind of yeah. doing that. A little bit, because she's like, this is my house. I own the dream world. Yeah. What are you doing? And we just kind of see them bicker a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's a... It's bickering. It's yeah. not like an argument or a fight. He's kind of like, you have the audacity to, like, claim this space is yours. Like, are you not scared of the Dark One? And it's like, right. It's just, yeah, like, don't... why is Lanfear talking to balls like that? I mean, we've seen the show. We know what ends up happening somewhat. I don't remember, so. Yeah. Because if I don't remember, then it's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Lanfear shows up. It's been showing up in the dream world quite a bit. It's been showing up in general. That's true. She, she gets around. Planet. Grinwell, she's Dream World. Yep, but then Perrin wakes up. Yep, and then immediately goes and tells him his dream. Yep, which is Wait. the responsible thing to do. Well, 
actually, he encounters Rand fighting a bunch of Murdral and throws fire at Parent. Yeah, and he has like a small burn on him. Yep. Because the dream world is dangerous. Yes. And everybody needs to learn that once. Yeah. Everybody needs some sort of injury from the dream world to prove that it's this. Yeah. But then he goes and tells Moraine, which is definitely the reasonable thing to do. Yes. Paranebara, most reasonable of the two Rivers boys. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's actually. He's got a good head on his shoulder. And Moraine's just like, don't tell people about this because the Reds will torture you. Yeah, they're like, they will try to gentle you. And he gets like, understandably nervous. Yeah. And she's like, it won't work, but they'll be mad, realize it doesn't. They'll still try to probably kill you i don't want mad elite no i don't want mad what's her face either leandrin leandrin yeah she's not i guess she's red and yeah who knows we don't know that any that's true no one really i mean we can probably assume moraine is in black aja probably but probably swan but maybe not it could be a ruse ru- moraine could be a ruse too that'd be a hell of a ruse but like we don't know that's true. Be in a Yeah. Like Find the Dragon Reborn mentor. That's I mean that that story's been told, but it's still a good one. Yeah, it's a good twist. It is. It's not probably what's gonna happen. Uh probably not. I'm not gonna confirm or deny. But based on your reaction <laughs> of like, yeah, oh no, yeah, it that doesn't, would be good. It doesn't happen. Maureen's good. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, we don't have, like, explicit conversation. No. Although she probably would have just killed Rand like, and Matt and Perrin. We can be, like, 98% certain that she's not Black Aja. Yeah. There's still, like, a 2% of, like... Lan would not be Black Aja. We did have this discussion at some point, though, that, like... And I talk- said I could be Black Aja without their warder. And also, I think if... I think Lan trusts Moraine so implicitly... That if he's like, you must be Black Aja for a reason, so I guess I'll just see what that reason is. I guess so, yeah. Tomas would not follow Baron into the Black Aja. He'd be like, you just leave and don't <laughs> tell me. So Maybe. We don't really know. Tomas has not spoken a word. Justice, Justice for, for Tomas. Tomas. I think I need to make stickers that say that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> make a good sticker. A good also, sticker. where's Bella in the show? Bring us Bella. Give us Bella. Where's Bella? Season two. Where's Bella in the book? Because she's just a Tarvalin. But where's Bella? It's always a valid question. That is always a valid question. Where is Bella? But really, though, where is Show Bella? Right? We don't know. They did not answer that one. They absolutely didn't. They asked, they answered questions on, is Loyal dead? They're like, no, Loyal's fine. Loyal's fine. Where's Bella? Yep. Radio silence. You can't kill the creator. No. At least not until, like, farther in the series. Right. Because, like, she's alive in the Dragon Reborn, so you can't right. kill her in no. the eye of the world. Bella is to be <laughs> There's nothing that says that a horse can't beat. I'd read that series. It's the fucking butterfly effect. I'd read that series. What of a literal butterfly? We are getting way, way off track. We are. Let's get a little bit back on track with the person who rides Bella, Egwene. Yeah, there we go. There was a segue. <laughs> segue. <laughs> She's on a boat. She's on a boat. They get on a boat. We skip them boarding a boat, at least. Yeah. Like we got, we got Perrin getting on a boat. We got Matt getting on a boat. We had them going in search of a boat. Yeah. They're just on a boat. Yep. That runs aground. <laughs> they're not on a boat for very long. No, they're not. And then they go to shore. But not before we get a whole bunch of info dumping. Yes. From not a, in not a terrible way. Not a terrible way. But Egwene is kind of like queen of, I'm going to internal monologue, you bitches. I guess. 
Like, it's a lot of internal monologue with with Egwene. Yeah. And we get a bunch of dreams from her. Mm-hmm. So she sees... Well, she continues to try to use the ring, and it works only every time. She also lets Elaine and Nynaeve try the ring as well, but neither of them get a glimpse of the Heart of Stone. And then she has her normal prophetic dream things. Bunch of them. A bunch of them. She sees Rand with a flame sword. We, that, we, he has one. Yeah, we, we kind of know what that means. Sees him on a huge stones board being crushed by monster hands, which I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's a metaphor for something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that actually happens in book six. Okay, that's weird, but I'll, I'll take it. It's a metaphor it's for a metaphor. something. Big surprise. The chosen one is a piece in a game. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. He's being manipulated by a bunch of people. That's probably what it is. Yep. Fun Maybe. fact, Stones is Go. Stones is the game Go. Okay. An actual, sure. nor- like, real life game. Then we see Perrin again with a wolf. That one. Oh man, Perrin and wolves. Perrin and wolves. She sees him with an Aiel. She's like, yeah, that one, that one's understandable. Um, him with a falcon and a hawk fighting. Seen that a lot. He has a lot of falcon and hawk imagery around him. Now they're yeah. fighting. Yeah. Before they were trying to put a chain on him, and now they're fighting. And then sees him running off a cliff trying to fly. Okay, Perrin. Okay, Perrin. <laughs> Don't be near high places, Perrin. We get a mention of Min, so we haven't forgotten about her. Min has a vision about herself, or no. not... Egwene has a vision. Egwene has a vision about Min, but Min has a vision that's about her. Yes, we have we have something about Min. Um, springing a steel trap. Super useful. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't know what Min, don't know what Min is up to. Matt has dice spinning around, being followed by a man that's not there, which takes her a bit to figure out the game. Uh, she said that, and I was like, oh god, damn it, Egwene, you killed one of these. I know. And then, well, no, she didn't kill one of them. Yeah. No, they held him in air, and then he was, and then he was dead when they got there. Yeah. Someone else killed him. Uh, he was, he's riding desperately towards something, and then she sees him with an eliminator, which spoiler alert happens Just instantly is resolved. Yeah, dice spinning around is like, oh, he's he gambles. Yeah. he's lucky. Some of these are just like, okay, yeah, Yay. these are things about them, and you know, he was being tracked by a gray man trying to kill him. He killed. Him. Yep. Then she also has a bunch of kind of unattached visions. Hers don't seem to be. Min's are always attached to people. Hers are just general. It can be about anything. Yeah. See people in cages putting on crowns, kings dying, war, there's white cloaks, river, Sean Chan, these women with puppets, and then the weirdest of them. He sees puppets playing with puppets, and those puppets are playing with puppets, and those puppets are playing in, with puppets, and, and it just keeps going until the, the, the puppets disappear. Like, they, the puppets just keep getting bigger. Lies so puppets are playing. Lies, traps within traps. Puppets with playing with puppets, playing with puppets, playing with puppets. Yeah. Okay. She sees a bunch of stuff. Let's talk about the later ones. Do you have any idea what they are? The the puppets. The puppets. Sure. I got I got nothing for that other okay. than puppets are creepy. Okay. And I Women mean playing with puppets. I mean it's probably like they're being probably the same okay. ran on a game like people are being. Okay. But even the people who are pulling strings are being pulled by strings. Sure. Kind of for it. This is why I hate tradition. <laughs> like it, it's it's just <laughs> I don't know if it's because uh I don't know what it what the reason is but my brain is just like I don't care about this unless it has like a concrete like yeah that's what it is dream sure. interpretation thing women with puppets same thing I said I that's true I don't know um Sean Chan they're awful and she's <laughs> that traumatized that could just be a nightmare yeah <laughs> <laughs> They're awful. She's traumatized. Yeah. White cloaks in the two rivers. There are white cloaks in the two rivers. Okay. I'm just taking most of them on their face. Yeah. Hers uh, require maybe a little less interpretation because like kings dying in war. The dragon is reborn. 
And Tom did just commit regicide. Yes. People in cages putting on crowns. Oh. I actually don't know off the top of my head what that one is either. Yeah. That's know. fair. I'd take note and wait for more information to be revealed. <laughs> Very fair. They're not on the ship for long. No, they, they have not. the dream. They have a little bit of talking. They're lying about being Aes Sedai. Or they're not even really lying about being Aes Sedai. They're just letting people think that they are. Right. The only thing that they're doing that is potentially lying-ish is they're wearing their Aes Sedai rings not on the finger that they're supposed to wear as a thing. Yeah. That has not been mentioned at all that I caught. It's kind of a throwaway thing. They they do mention it in this section. They're like, oh, they're, all, they're all wearing it differently so that it nobody would even think. It's like an extra cautious thing, right? Because like these random boaters aren't going to understand that them wearing Aes Sedai rings on a specific finger means that they're accepted. There's a higher than average chance because they're leaving from Tarvalin, but they're probably still not going to know that. It'll be interesting to see if they do this part in the show and how they navigate it, because in the show, all people trained by the tower have the ring, only Aes Sedai have stone in it. I'm not sure how they're going to do that, or if they'll do it. They might just ignore it. It doesn't seem to be important at all. It's not that. Like, they've ignored bigger important things in the show, so I didn't even notice this detail, so, like, it's not, if they ignore it, I won't, I won't care. Right. Like, I have no thoughts. Yeah, no. This is definitely ignored. They are not on the ship for very long. Then they run into, like, they get, they almost immediately getting off the ship, run into a bunch of Aiel. Yeah. And we spend quite a bit with the Aiel. The rest of the section for them is with the Aiel, pretty much. Basically. They run into Aiel, and they're, they're like, surprised. Yeah. They, one of them shows up, uh, Avienda, I think, is the one who shows up, and they're like, oh, who are you? Like, I'm Avienda, can you come help me? And then, like, six more just, like, rise out of the grass. And here's where we get to my thing that I had said I had a thing about names uh-huh. for when we got to the Aiel. We've got Avienda, Bane, Shiad, Dalen. Yep. Is he just going through the alphabet? <laughs> like... I would be, it would be interesting to see if there's a, there are Aiel for every letter of the alphabet. I don't think so. But it was just, like, in this one scene, you got A, B, C, D, and then <laughs> it's like, is he really going through the alphabet? I guess so. He's not. Because no. then there's uh, Joylin and Ruark. Yeah. This is our first. So, first off, Avienda needs help from them because she knows that they're Aes Sedai or thinks that they're Aes Sedai. And it's like, can you help heal my cousin who has taken a bad wound from people like trying to kill him? Stabbed. I got stabbed. It must have been like a full-on army because there's like 20 Aiel. We only see like five. Right, but it's it's mentioned that there are several and we see they're not named, but we see quite a few more later. Yes, but in this moment I I thought that there were only five. If there right. if there was a line that said that there were more, I missed it. Still, how many people would that take? Based on, like, 20 of them fighting Gaul and a friend and barely getting out. Right. And only killing one of them. I think there'd have to be a thousand. Right. That's I think, so I honestly, many people. I honestly think that five Aiel could take at least, maybe not a thousand, but they could take at least, like... They definitely have big Borderlander vibes. Like, warrior society vibes. Yeah. And in a different way, which is nice, we get our first kind of glimpse into Aiel culture. And it's very different from the rest. Of the Rantlands. Right. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I am never going to be. I'm never not going to be mad about that name. <laughs> I think in the show they call it the Westlands. That's so much better. Can we just call it that? No, it's Randlands. It's Randland. Randland or die. I hate it so much. <laughs> it makes me so irrationally angry. I know. It's fun. But... 3,000 named characters and you can't even bother to name the lands. Nope. Because he didn't name it the Randlands. Fans did. Nope. Oh, I'm so mad. It's just never <laughs> it's fantastic. I love it. I'm sad. So we get a glimpse into their culture. Yes. And they throw out a lot of things and they're like, why don't you do it this way? You know, like, who's your, like, why are you, why are you so weird, people wh- whose country we're in? Yeah. Uh, they are astonished by the river. They're like, this is like a fucking ocean. Where are your rivers, which are like little tiny creeks that you can step over? Yeah. That was... Why can't we step over this river? Is this the ocean? <laughs> no. Because uh, the the girls are just like, this isn't that big of a river. Like, we could swim across, like, if we don't want to, and it might be difficult, but we could swim across it. Right. And the Aiel are like, we had to spend, like, a week making rafts, and they didn't work all that well, and we were terrified of it. Yeah. It's, like, the one thing they're terrified of. Because later, later, they're like, okay, submerge all time to die. And honestly, I like that they're afraid of something, because then they just be this weirdly perfect, like, okay, I don't trust, like, or, like, uh, you're dumb. Why are you perfect? Yeah. The fact that they all seem to have this collective (laughs) fear of water, I appreciate. Yeah. Like, it makes them human, and it makes you realize that, like, he actually took care in writing this culture of people. Yeah. Not just, like, making this, like, ideal... Right. Because that's, like, a comment that I... That's a problem I have with some romance novels, is that they end up making Euro just, like, too perfect. Yeah. It's like, I get that this is a romance novel, and, and this is supposed to be a fantasy, but, like, give him a flaw. Like, make him have bedhead in the morning or something. Give me yeah. something. Especially with the Aiel. We learn way more about the Aiel. But the Aiel are very unique they're they're essentially like they're irish right they're all they're all pale and but they live in a desert and they all have red hair yeah it's interesting and it's nice that they it's it, you're right it's nice that they have that and they he clearly put a lot of thought into it because we get the curtain just slightly moved and even that move gives us the concept of first sisters which confuses the hell out of elaine yeah elaine's like what the fuck is a first like you a first sister is my sister my my sister and they're like yeah yeah but you can also choose one right and you just have to say some stuff in front of someone it almost sounds like marriage it does because they're like if we if one of us gets married both of us are married to that person yeah and like they were talking about like if we don't let them go to bed without the other and it's like you're married you're not sisters right you're yeah no it's the Aiel are fucking interesting man um and so Egwene and Elaine are just like so confused and Egwene's like I mean I guess I could share a guy with Elaine okay she's like sure why not <laughs> they definitely don't buy get energy buy energy a, a little bit Egwene is definitely not by Elaine could be by uh, Egwene is definitely not She's too about Galad. Do you have a preference? No, she's too about Galad. I'm just saying, she had feelings about Lanfear <laughs> that she had never felt before. Okay, but... And she seems to not be bothered with the idea of never going, of being first sistered to Elaine and not being able to go to bed with a man without her. So. Fair. Counterpoint to the Lanfear thing, though. Loyal had feelings about Lanfear, but they're not even the same species. <laughs> yes, but Loyal has demonstrated that he is attracted to female presenting people. So. 
different species. He thinks humans are like cats. I'm not attracted to cats. Loyal isn't attracted to humans, except Lanvir. She's hot. <laughs> I should probably not have you read any monsters. Please, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless they are both humanoid. So. Vampires, fine. No blue alien porn. <laughs> that's probably fine. Ice Planet Barbarians. That's the, that's the book I was trying to come up with that's, in my head. That's probably fine. No weird bestiality stuff, though. Got it. Absolutely not. Fuck it. No. I've got a book to show you when we're off the podcast because... <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> I haven't read it. <laughs> anyway, we also learn about Maidens of the Spear. We learn a lot more about Maidens of the Spear. We met some in book two. We did. Who... They kind of went to go attack. Right. And then the got Ogier... shut down by an ogier. <laughs> yeah, which, fair. They're massive. But we learn that Maidens are a warrior society. They wed the spear. Uh, they or each other. Or each other. <laughs> First sisters, fine. Dudes, right out. Yeah. But I think it's and that does at least make a little bit of sense to me because I, it's mostly about not having children. Right. And there is some context here because they don't. They definitely don't like look. It's not even like it's. It's nice because they don't look down on maidens who leave. To... No, it's but you cannot be a maiden of the spear and be a mother, and so that basically gets right. heterosexual relationships right out. Right. Because there's a possibility that you could be a mother. Right. Or, But you can, however, you're explicitly allowed to be a maiden and get pregnant and give birth. You just have to give the child up. But giving birth doesn't make you a mother. Parenting right. a child does. Right. And what I did love is that, because they, they mentioned that, and they're like, but people love adopting kids from the Maiden right. of the Sphere because they might be raising the dragon reborn. Right. That's not what they call He who comes with he, the dawn. They're like, everyone wants a chance to raise he who comes with the dawn. So, right. like, they're very pro-adoption, which I... <laughs> right. They're very much, clearly they're very much like it takes a village. Yeah. And if that part of that village is your, like, fierce-ass women warriors have to give up their children, that's how it has to be. And it's not, and if they're in a clan, it's not like they won't see that child. Right. It's like, hey, that's, you know, the person who gave birth to me, but these are my parents. Right. And the thing is that nobody who adopt, like, they don't attach any familial relationship with giving birth to that child. No. I, well, they did they say they did it in a way that you don't know who? Yeah. Okay. So, Like, yeah. you don't know whose kid it is. You yeah. just know that it was the child of a maiden. And I think that that's cool. It's yeah. and, and the thing that I kind of get out of this section, and we get it way more, is that maidens of the spear are seen at just as any other society. For the idea. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense for the men to also not be fathers. Right. Because it... I don't know if that necessarily is the case. It's otherwise, then they're, then maidens of the spear aren't like any other. That's true. Um, I don't know that that is actually the case, um, but they're not seen as less they're not seen as less capable warriors they're not seen as less of a woman they're seen as a maiden of the spear they just have other things attached to that that aren't they don't see them as less because they're like it's a it's a tradition that we uphold and like we get our first mention of a very important place here too Roydian. we don't know much about it it's important wrote it down looked weird uh yeah it's important okay we also get some men of rand's parentage a little bit which we do already know because the show well also like Egwene is just figuring out like oh yeah Rand wasn't born in the two rivers <laughs> Tam's not his father we already know yeah we already know like this is we start to get the glimpse of like who was Rand's birth mother here yeah because there's some hints and how much I, we're starting to 
it because the show. Oh, yeah. So if you do not want a spoiler. Just like skip ahead a few minutes. Just like skip ahead a few minutes. The show did a stupid thing, (sighs) which it did with another stupid thing later, which I will not reveal yet. They named the character. We see the blood snow, which is when Rand is born. And they named the character... Tigraine fucking Mantier. She has it again. Tigraine fucking Mantier. Yeah. They didn't give her her Aiel name, which they could have easily done. They named the character Tigraine Mantier. And we get a mention of Tigraine Mantier at some point in this section, I believe. Because Elaine says, like, I have only ever seen people who look like this once, and that was she meant Tigraine. Right. It's like there are two groups of people in this fucking universe that have that color red hair, and it's the Aiel and the royal family of Andor. Right. And <laughs> surprise. Surprise. Rand, Rand is, is both. both. <laughs> so mad. Yep. Stupid show. You could have just given her Aiel name. You could have. She has one. We don't know what it is yet. We I don't, don't know what know it is. What it is yet. Because I just know that character is Tigrain Mantier. So, you know. Yep. We had to pause during the blood snow. Yeah. Had to pause. That does also mean that Egwene has a type, which are men that come from that family line. Yes. A little bit. Because Although, Galad and Rand and Gawain. But Gawain and Galad are not really... Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Gawain is not all that closely related. Galad is Rand's half-brother. She's got a type. She's got a type. (laughs) Now is when you can... Yes, now it's safe. Now it's safe. We learn here, too, that there's some sort of deal that the Aiel have where they're not going to hurt Aes Sedai. Yeah. Not that Nynaeve is overly worried about it. Nynaeve's just like, oh, somebody needs healing. I'm going to get pissed at them for getting hurt. Right. I brought her back into this world. I can take her out. I thought that whole scene was weird. Why are you being like, oh, right, yourself ain't channel. I'm so over it. <laughs> I'm so over it. I just, I didn't know there's like eight more books of this shit. Oh. And I just want to throw the book against the wall. Can you just let her fucking channel? Yeah, it lasts a bit too long. I'd like, it. like it ends, I think, in a good way-ish. It doesn't end in a terrible way. You'll like, you'll like when it ends. Because it will be over, not because For of... For other reasons. <laughs> but it is, it is a little annoying when every time Nynaeve has to be She plot, has to like... When, when Nynaeve's channel channeling has to be plot. She's just spent like 15 minutes psyching herself up. <laughs> right, and in the Wheel of Time, that's like 10 pages. Yeah. She spends like a full page hulking out. She does, and it's like, it's so annoying that I'm very over it. Yeah, but they heal the, they heal the, uh, the Aiel, who is, uh, weak, weak from it, but alive. Yeah. For now. But then Nynaeve, Elaine, and Egwene get knocked out and kidnapped. Imprisoned. Imprisoned. And it, by dark friends. Big surprise. And Merdral show up, and it's bad. Yeah, so they realize that their Aes Sedai rings are gone, and they also took Lan's ring from her. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. How dare they take her engagement ring? (laughs) Okay, let's ring. I guess. I mean, it is a ring. It's a ring. And he gave it to her because he loves her. That's true. At a minimum, it's a promise ring. He did make a promise with it. (laughs) That's true. It's a promise ring. We'll go with it's a promise ring. They took her promise ring from her. Yep. And, uh... But they're just kind of tied up. Egwene heals this time. Or does... Does she? I think it's Nynaeve again. Is it Nynaeve again? It takes her much less time to psych herself up. Well, she's kidnapped. She's been kidnapped. She's already months on the way there. It's times like this. The the problem with Nynaeve having to be angry to channel is when... Like, it doesn't stop anything when the action is already happening, but it's when Nynaeve has to in 
initiate the action. Right. If she's already scared, she's like, I'm already I'm already there. She doesn't get scared, she gets angry. <laughs> she says several times that she was scared. Yeah, but she's angry at herself for being scared and that yeah, overrides she's just it. She's scared because she's gonna die. It's naive. She's still normal. I guess. Anyway. She's not psychotic. Isn't she? Not Lee. <laughs> she's very well matched with Lan, who we get a wonderful quote about. Yes, we do. <laughs> the Aiel know like the Aiel rescue the Aes Sedai. Yeah, they kill the Murdral. And... Uh, they don't kill the Murdral. They kill the Dark Friends. And then they like, they kill the Dark, they like bust in, they kill the Dark Friends, and then they start like drumming on their shields with their spear. And they're basically oh, yeah, like... yeah, then Nynaeve freaks out and Balefires them Right, all. and we still don't know what Balefire is. It's, it's just hot fire is what I'm taking for right now. Real hot. Anyway, but like it's cool because they're like drumming on their spears and they're like they're Ruark sick. leader is like, they probably would have killed us, but we think we would have killed them. Yeah. At worst, we would have killed one of them and slowed them down. Because she's like, oh, maybe like if we hadn't interfered, Dalen wouldn't have died. Dalen dies. And he's like, no, I'm glad you intervened because more of us probably would have died if you right. hadn't. So like, you, it's fine. You interrupted our thing, but it's fine. Right. Dalen's dead. Everybody has to wake from the dream eventually. Yeah. I don't think they actually said that. Anyway, they recognize Lan's ring. They do. From the Aiel War. And that was our quote from this episode, but I just need, Lan courts the death that took his land like most men court beautiful women. Yep, that's Lan. That's an accurate that's description Lan. of Lan. And they have like this like weird reverence for him, which makes sense because... He's Lan. He's, he's Lan. Lan Mandragoran. Uh, but just from this one section, he acts a lot like the Aiel do, where he's just like, okay, time to time to fight. Yeah. And the Aiel are like, time to, time to dance. Yep. And they said that like... Like the borderlanders and his people were fierce. Were fierce, and they danced the they danced the dance of the spear well. Right, and then they'll die. They'll be waited. And Rip Malkir. Land needs a hug. Land does need a. He hasn't gotten books. In the books, no. He's he got did, a he, bit more than a hug in the show. He did. Which I, that, that, it just, it's too fast. I, I wanted still, a slower burn. I still don't know how I feel about it. On the one hand, I absolutely agree with it. There should have been a slower burn. However, they got some. They so did. like <laughs> They did. Indeed. And I didn't have, like, I don't know how long it's going to be before that happens. And I can't read fan fiction yet. So mm-hmm. like, I know they get it on in fan fiction. Who doesn't? Right. But like. They definitely, the, the, the girls have the most eventful section, I'd say. And then they get on a boat. And they get on a boat. They start on a boat, they end on a boat. Yep. Boats. Boats. Then we go to our favorite little shithead who gets in so much trouble and so much potential trouble. So he just continues to take people's money while yep. he's on the boat. Mm-hmm. Not too much. And then eventually they stop playing, which is like fair. That's how it goes. And then he reads Elaine's letter and he thinks people are after him because of the letter. It's like, just kidding. It's because Balsamon wants him dead. Yeah. His hunger is gone, but he's still being a little shit and just like throwing food off board. Just like He's doing it to kind of like, I think he's doing it to prove a point to the sailors. I don't know what his game is here. It's like, there, I does remember... he not, does he, is it a counter, is it like some sort of counter of like counterintelligence? There we go. Counterintelligence is like, if, you know, he's been hung the entire time and then all of a sudden he stops, they might get suspicious. I think there's some of that and there's some of, oh, I don't quite know how to put this into words. There's some of like, he's showing them up. Like they were so reluctant to take him on and they he threw so much money at them that he's kind of proving a point by saying, like I gave you all of this money this is I, I paid for this you don't get it because you made me overpay for- yeah I don't know he's being sh- in a, yeah yeah a little bit but then they get off the boat everybody gets off boats everybody gets <laughs> off boats he's not on and Rand who was never on a boat no well, he's not on a boat 
No, he is on a boat. Aaron's on a boat, yeah. He's still on the boat. Okay. He was on, he was in a dream on a boat. Right. We did forget to mention one thing when we were talking about Perrin being on the boat. Moraine just kind of, like, randoms him about Zareen. Yeah. Oh, Moraine. And she's like, ah. So I don't remember what she says, but, like, kind of like, you are going to be in trouble on this boat if she's here. <laughs> but, like, she's got, like, a twinkle in her eye when she says it. It's a weird, like, it's okay, very... hi, magic mom moment. <laughs> It's very Dumbledore asking Harry if he has a crush on Hermione in book six. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? Moraine like, is the superior Dumbledore. At least you know she's shifty. Right. Dumbledore pretends he's not. Yeah. Anyway, Back this to is Matt. not a Dumbledore hate podcast, <laughs> but it's not. Back to Matt. He gets off the boat. They're in Erangel. There's a bunch of poor and starving people. I, I got it's like crowded. I, I got confused at this part yeah. like, about what the power dynamics are. I think I was just starting to lose it with this section. Yeah. So, so there's a need... bunch of refugees because the world's kind of going crazy in this part. But they talk about Morghese at some point, And that's where I was like, wait, what does she have this? Morghese is... I think and I mentioned it in the White Tower where she's starting to be, I don't want to say tyrannical, but she's starting to be a bit more erratic. Okay. I think spurred on by Elaine's disappearance. Like she she went to the White Tower, she basically she like almost severed ties with the White Tower and then started um like not siding with the White Cloaks, but not opposing them as strongly. Mm. I, I think there's some of that. I don't know. I got very confused. Yeah. I mean, we see a very small part of the picture. Yeah. I just, he's just They made it seem like this was all her fault. But... Well, they're common people, right? It's easy to blame the monarch and things are bad. I just don't even know where they are. Where is Aaron Gill? Is it... I don't know. Like, I, I am... Like, the only things I took away from it's that is that... definitely an Andor. Is that they got off a boat somewhere matt is no longer winning every toss and still winning more than he's losing yeah by a lot but enough to make it less suspicious right which is actually still good luck it's better luck maybe better luck and he ends up getting fireworks that's that's all i took from yeah that's the important thing from here they they like get a knight in a stable which he wins via gambling because why pay for anything when you can gamble well i mean he did kind of learn from example from Tom. Tom is all like, why would I pay for anything when I could use my skills? What are Matt's skills? Luck. Luck and... Being a little shit. Being a little shit. (laughs) (laughs) Luck, being a little shit, that's Matt. Using Using a... He's good with the quarterstaff. He's good with the bow. Yeah. Because he's for the two. Right. They're all good with bows. They're all good with bows. That's just a moot point. Long bows and the two rivers name a better combo. Matt and gambling. Matt and gambling. Rand and psycho murdering people. <laughs> Land and naive. Land and naive. <laughs> but while they're in the stable, they overhear a woman getting attacked. And then Matt's just like, here's what I'm doing now. Yep. And it turns out it's Aludra. We've met her before. Have we? Yeah. She was the illuminator in book two in Kyren. Oh, okay. Remember when Rand blew up? The chapter house there? Yeah, I didn't remember the... That was Aludra. I didn't remember there was a girl. Yep. I just remember he blew up a thing and Celine was being shifty. Well, yes. <laughs> Celine is being shifty. Spoiler alert, because she's Lanfear. That is just... Like, I still can't get my brain around that twist of just, like... I don't read fantasy often, so there's, like, not... Oh, man. There's not twists. twists. And so, like, I had been reading almost exclusively contemporary romance up to that point, so that was, like, the first, like, oh, Oh, shit, there's a twist here. Yeah. And it made me go, I should read more fantasy because this was fun. (laughs) (laughs) There are some other good ones. But Aludra is being attacked, and it turns out that Aludra was blamed for the chapter house in Kyrian exploding, and so she got kicked out of the Illuminators. And these, the people trying to kill her are hunters from the Illuminators Guild. 
and Matt's just like, hi, I'm going to comically defeat all of you. I don't remember how he actually does it. He uses his quarterstaff. Right. Tom helps at the very end. He's got Tom's throwing knives. Matt's yeah. doing a quarterstaff. I feel like she's cowering in a corner. Yeah. They get Aludra's story. And then the idiot woman Aludra gives Matrim Cawthon <laughs> a bundle of fireworks. And the only thing she says is, don't open them. She tells him not to open them. Well, no, he, she, she says, you can light them. Do not open them. They might explode when, when exposed to air. <laughs> and don't then do you that. would die. It is forbidden. Hey, Matt, what are you going to do now? Open them. <laughs> I don't know if it... He's going to blow his face off. He's going to blow his goddamn face off. Why would you give Matt fireworks? Don't give Badger Man fireworks. Is that how he loses an eye? Because I'm assuming he loses an eye. <laughs> he shoots his eye out? Well, I guess he can't shoot his eye out because he's got to put it on a scale. That's true. Very creepy vision. Very I creepy really vision. hope that that's a metaphor for something, but honestly, knowing this book series... Who knows? I think he actually takes his eye and puts it on a scale. That's my running theory. Who knows? Other than me. You do. And probably most of the listeners of this podcast. Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. I know. <laughs> I have something you don't know. <laughs> but she gave Matt fireworks. Yeah. And Tom, I, I can, we don't get a huge amount from Tom after this because it, it ends pretty quickly. Like our, the section ends Tom like gets right fireworks after. Too. She gives them both. She fireworks. gives them both. Like she just gives them like a bunch of fireworks. And I like Tom doesn't say much. That's what I mean. But I can just see Tom in the background, just like sitting down with his face in his hands, just like, oh no, I'm gonna die. <laughs> this stupid kid's gonna blow me up. Uh, maybe, maybe he won't die because he's lucky. Maybe he won't, but Tom might. Tom might. Tom is not necessarily protected by the Taviran luck. No. Oh, man. Why would you give him fireworks? Name a better combo, Matt and fireworks. Uh, almost anything. <laughs> Matt and almost anything except for the Shadow Logoth dog. dagger is a better combo. Honestly, I think I might prefer him with the dagger to nah, fireworks. That, that would start infecting other people. At some point, he's going to run out of fireworks. That's true. With the dagger, he's not going to run out of dagger taint. It sounds <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Can we not call it taint? No, we have to because it's the Shadow Logoth dagger. I think I'm starting to feel how most people feel about moist, about taint. (laughs) I don't like it. That's fair. Yeah, taint is my moist. Better than some other things. (laughs) Not gonna say it. Let's take a hard left turn and do some recurring segments because we've covered everything and we can get away from the word taint. (laughs) Weird prophetic auras slash dreams now. Yes, I expanded it to. Yes, because Egwene's had way too many. Right. Uh, Matt did, in fact, meet an illuminator. The other dreams that she had were kind of like past things or current or current, like things that we already knew. And now she's learning. Yep. Ship updates. Nothing really. Bane and Jihad. Oh, I think they're act like I think they're no, they're they first sistered each other. Yeah. Okay. So because that's yeah. Um. Yeah. Favorite moments. Well, actually, ship oh, updates. Lots of them. There, there are lots of boats. <laughs> At least four. Yeah. People are on some and getting off of some. Quality shipping. Quality shipping. Favorite moment. Quotable. It's a good quote. Why does Land have so many good quotes? Why am I asking that question? It's Land. Honestly, we gotta get some good Land content because we haven't seen <laughs> him. Oh. He's like the sun parent. Yeah, he's around. He's present. He's at least. yeah. It's not like 
at the end of freaking Great Hunt when you see Moraine, but no land? He's in the beginning of the book and then disappears and then Moraine comes back. And at Lance, least he didn't get Tomast. He didn't get Tomast, but then why wasn't he standing there? Where is Lance? There was He's, just a like a massive battle. He has to check on his son. He's got to check on Swordson. Swordson was stabbed. He was. Check on. We'll see more of them. More. We'll see more of them. Who's your see, favorite? Uh, the Aiel just like staring down the trio of Merdral. That's the most Merdral we've seen in one place. Yeah. At least direct. In the, okay, Tarwin's Gap. There was an army. Yeah, that doesn't really that count because it's it is an army. This and is, it was it was Rand. It was Rand with a magic sword sword fight in the sky. And well, we also saw a bunch of Merdral when Land just like straight up killed one eye of the world. That's true. But like, and you know, at your night. Yeah. Did we see a bunch of? I don't think we saw. There was just one. At, Dave. Dave the Merdral. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is all bird draw. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the IEL facing down uh, the Daves is my favorite. I think that's just about everything. I don't I think, think so. we, we missed. We're, we're getting to the end of the book, and it kind of feels like it. Yeah, starting to sort of wrap up in a weird way of how this book can wrap up, because it feels like a weird book, and I kind of want it to be over. Just three more sections. Things get... I just, like, I just wanted to get to the point where... Like, stuff is happening so fast that it doesn't matter that it anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, I, yeah. Stuff gets to, dramatic at the end. It's starting to drag. That's why, like, I got really confused at the mat section because I was okay. just like, I just want to be done. Okay. And that's how I'm starting to kind of feel with this book is, like, I just started a new book. That's fair. We still have some very dramatic things to go. I'm sure. And, you know, it's a good thing that we split it up into sections because then yep. I don't get tired of the whole book. I just get tired of the last portion of a section. That's true. But Very true. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to the book. Yes, there's a lot I could say about the Shadow Rack. But instead, what I'm going to say now, this was chapters... 36 to 40. Next week, or next episode, we will be doing chapters 41 to 40. Bye.